Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that was refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for August the 18th of the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide, and absolutely we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And as you know, the checks and balances are brilliant. As you also know that we believe in God, family, and country, and the protection of life, liberty, and property. Thus, Liberty Roundtable Live kicks off once again hard-hitting talk. Six days a week on the Sabbath, we rest. And when the corona takes us down, we take a little bit of a rest, too. How's that? Welcome to the broadcast. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Quick recap of yesterday's broadcast. Then our guest and hard-hitting talk about the credibility crisis of the mainstream press in bed with government at unprecedented levels. First, we had on Pete Sepp, national president of the National Taxpayers Union. He's the voice of American taxpayers. NTU.org doing a phenomenal job, and he issued an incredible press release. I've watched Pete Sepp for over 25 years, and I've never seen him issue this before. Pete, quote, I am emailing you, Sam, with an urgent call to action to stop tax hikes. Urgent. New taxes on the horizon. The numbers are staggering. The numbers are mind-boggling. A staggering $9.1 trillion being proposed in new spending that's literally over $27,000 per US resident in less than two years of increased spending uh, and then we also talked about food stamps getting the biggest increase in history yeah you put that all together it is a mind-boggling spend of extreme proportions Pete Sepp has never issued a press release so poignant going, folks, this is this insanity has got to stop on the tax front from the general level of government all the way down to your local dog catcher. You better get a handle on your taxes because if you don't, it's going to absolutely eviscerate the economy. Anyway, Pete came on emergency broadcast yesterday to talk about that. I've never seen him do something like that before ever. So this is serious business indeed. Second hour, we talked about CNN's chief international correspondent. Clarissa Ward, this lady is a piece of work. I mean, a whacked-out, liberal, psychotic, I, I just can't believe, this is the propaganda in the media at an all-time high, folks. She says they're just chanting death to America, but they're, like, super friendly, she says. Uh, what kind of crack is this woman smoking? We'll get into that with our guest in a second. I want, I want to highlight that. Wow. Trump calls for Joe Biden's resignation. Over the situation in Afghanistan, the border crisis, the tremendous surge in COVID-19 cases, all kinds of issues with the environment and the economy and the border, and it goes on and on. We also talked about look out for H.R. 4980. This is a whacked out bill put before Congress about 13 days ago now. It's called H.R. 4980. 
it will direct the Secretary of Homeland Security to ensure that any individual traveling on a flight that originates and or terminates in the United States is fully vaccinated against COVID-19 and for other purposes. Are you kidding me right now? Literally out of control. Thank heavens there's no co-sponsors, but that is sitting in the house hopper now. We also then interviewed our incredible guest. We interviewed him at, at Freedom Fest. We didn't have time to run the interview live at the time, and then I got sick, and so this interview was delayed a little bit. But, man, Josh Phillip with the Epic Times. Joshua Phillip is an award-winning investigative reporter. He's also host of Crossroads for the Epic Times. And, um, man, he did, he did a great job on the radio. Great interview with Josh Phillips on Liberty Roundtable Live. Or I should say Phillip. It's not an S on the end. Sorry, Josh Phillip. We also talked about, uh, at the end of the hour, investigating Tesla's autopilot. I want to I get our guests coming on that, too. So there you have it, man. That's the intro. That's the broadcast that took place yesterday. Still available at LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, tell the tale, live and on-demand radio free at your fingertips. Every penny you donate will grow our presence in the media, though, so your support is absolutely critical. And that's a wrap. News the network refused to use today starts now. In the hopper with me, co-host James Edwards, well-known for his own talk show and more. Uh, he's um, really deals with race, politics, and hypocrisy in 21st century America, ladies and gentlemen. ThePoliticalCesspool.org is his website, his award-winning broadcast every Saturday night on your radio and, of course, throughout the week at your convenience on demand. Uh, he's also the book, or the author, I should say, of Racism, Spacism. Boy, how did that book need to be updated? Racism, smishism, vaccinationism. <laughs> uh, it could all go around the barn. Uh, welcome to the broadcast, James. Sam, it's great to be back with you. I mean, really great to be back with you. I, I guess we can't take anything for granted anymore, but, uh, man, a lot is going on. A lot has happened since our date together a month ago in July. Amen to that. There's so much to discuss. I first want to discuss this whacked-out CNN reporter. All right, she's the chief international CNN correspondent. Her name is Clarissa Ward, and she literally went on air, and she's like, yeah, they're chanting death to America, but they sound so friendly. I mean, is this lady off her, or, I mean, what crack is she smoking? Well, you know, like I always say, Sam, if you can't trust uh, the media, who can you trust? If you can't <laughs> trust corporate America, who can you trust? Uh, so it has been very interesting to watch I think deliciously uh, interesting to watch the regime's reaction, the empire's reaction, the media's reaction to what's going on in Afghanistan. And uh, to be honest with you, as a patriot, as a nationalist, as someone who loves uh, my people and the founding stock of this country and the history of this country, I love to see what's happening right now to the empire. Uh, it uh, it shows that corrupt regimes can be injured. And uh, to quote our good friend Sonny Landham uh, from Predator, uh, if it bleeds, we can kill it. And uh, America needs to be knocked down a few pegs. And uh, there's a lot of things going on, of course, in Afghanistan that uh, nobody would ever know. I mean, the facts of what, uh, who those people are and the history of that country and again, this is, these, these are no friends of ours. I mean, these, these are Muslims. They are anti-Christian. Uh, they are anti-West, although I have become increasingly anti-West in terms of this, uh, what the West has become, this decadent, bloated, uh, corrupt, d 
degenerate place now. Yeah, we may be but, anti-West, but entirely different reasonings, right? Yes, yes. Well, I, of course, of course. I mean, but these, the, the, the you know, the Muslims, uh, the, the radical Muslims, have, have certainly been an enemy of of, of Europeans and of Christianity going back. Uh, well, to Christ. I mean, you can go back to to the the eighth century and Charles Martel. I mean, you know, for centuries and centuries. So I'm not cheering necessarily for the Taliban or anything like that. But uh, I I I do like to see, in in a way, what has happened here, for a lot of different reasons, and it's 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 a multi layered onion. But uh, you mentioned one of these things in your recap. I mean, the thing about Donald Trump, basically taking Biden to task now. I don't think you or anybody listening to this program should have any misunderstanding about my opinion of Joe Biden. But why is Trump criticizing him for actually being able to do what Trump promised he was going to do in 2016 when he was initially running against Hillary Clinton? That That's a head scratch. And you see this from a lot of Republicans, a lot of Republicans who... Uh, were probably politically backing up Trump because they thought it could further their interest at the time. Uh, we can't forget, Sam, that when he was initially running, there was the two issues that really set him apart from the pack in that crowded Republican primary field. That was immigration and withdrawing from all of these unconstitutional, insane wars that the neocons like George W. Bush got us in. And that was a big issue, and it's what catapulted him to the presidency. And now he's basically taking Biden to task for doing exactly what he had said he wanted to do. It's like when they were in power and wanted to do it, it uh, it was okay. But when it happens under the watch of a Democrat, who again is no friend of ours, and I'm not, uh, you, you can give the devil his due, or you can say blind hog finds an acorn, you know, every now and then. I, I don't understand why though, because it just so happened to happen under Biden's watch that this is all of a sudden a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. I'm glad America's out of there. Well, and the problem, as I have mentioned on the radio about this, what the Republicans want to do is hand the uh, uh, chopped off head, if you will, uh, to Biden saying, you know what, you got you guys really boogered this thing up. And but look, the problem isn't that we left so quickly and that there's a vacuum and that there's a sweep in and it's shocked everybody. They're shocking off from the Taliban or whatever else. The fiasco was going in in the first place. The George Bush started this thing. Presidents on both sides of the aisle have owned this thing for literally decades. We've spent literally trillions of dollars. Loss of life is at alarming uh, highs on this thing. It's been a disaster from the get-go. Now the Taliban has all our military hardware and everything else as a result. And you can't just hand this to Biden and act like, oh, Joe, you blew it, buddy. We were all doing awesome over there. It was incredible until, Joe, you just got kind of goofy and left and stuff. Look, that we created Homeland Security around this lie. We invaded countries around this lie. Yes, We've had the pro-war yes. military-industrial complex ramped up for decades over this lie. And let's not let the hawkish folks pretend that so-called the doves in this case or whatever else are the enemy or, or, or you know own this one. They all own it. And more importantly, Congress jettisoned their responsibility. This has never been a declared appropriate uh, war. They've handed it to the president. When it goes great, they all like to applaud themselves. When it goes bad, they want to play the blame game. This is nothing different, and they all need to own this thing. And shame on them all, in my opinion, for immoral, unconstitutional, ungodly, unjust war. We'll talk about that with James Edwards coming up in seconds. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live Talk Show. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better having a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. 
That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems, at all times and in all places, is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. James Edwards, Sam Bushman, live on your radio, hard-hitting talk, talking about the, uh, what, Taliban? This whacked-out girl from CNN, man. I'm telling you right now, goofy as all get out. Hey, they're talking death to America, but they seem really friendly. And then she has the audacity to continue on and go, hey, do you think women are going to be okay with this change? Do you think women are going to be all right, be able to go to school and, you know, abort babies and just murder everybody and just run around and do all that women do under the, quote, feminist Nazi agenda and stuff? And, and they're just like, oh, yeah, we'll be kind to women. Oh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh and be uh, well, cal- cavalier about this, James, but the whole discussion is insanely absurd. Of course, I, I got well. L- l- all right, Sam. There's so much I've got to say about this. I, I don't know what your plans are for the show. I could spend both hours on this, and we'd never run out of gas. This is the topic right now, and there's so many different angles from which I want to a- attack this story. But let me. First, go back to this with regards to the filth that America was pumping into Afghanistan. I mean, they were trying to infect it with the same outlandish extreme liberalism that they've infected our own population with. And to their credit, the Muslims rejected it. I mean, they had always rejected it. And historically speaking, I mean, of course, Afghanistan has a reputation for uh, taking care of empires going back to the time of Alexander the Great. I mean, this is just that's just a place that you're not going to win at in, in some sort of occupational capacity. And our culture, our historic culture, back when our culture was something to be proud of, wasn't compatible with theirs. And, and certainly uh, this filth uh, that, that represents our culture now, at least according to the system and the regime, uh, their mouthpieces in the media. It's certainly not compatible with with what's going on in Afghanistan now. Sam, you have been to 
some of my conferences for my radio program, and you've met hundreds of our supporters and donors and the people who uh, appreciate the work that we do on the programs of this network enough to take their, in some cases, their annual vacation just to come and have the chance to meet me and to meet you. And you've met these people. And um, I'm sure you would agree that these people are uh, almost to a man and to a woman and to a family Christian. Uh, they love America. They uh, love our history. They pay their taxes. They work hard. These are good people, salt of the earth people. Would you agree with that? Without a doubt, to a person. No doubt about it. And so, Great, wonderful, I, 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 solid, hold on, solid people uh, might be attacked by the world for their views of, of being nationalists, of, of believing in the United States of America, in believing in their European hist history, their European um, uh, ancestry, etc., celebrating that, uh, not having any hostility to anyone else in their uh, quest to uh, celebrate their heritage, nevertheless being slaughtered for it because the only people that can't do that is white people. Other than that, um, the reality stands true uh for what it is which means you know what these people love their god love their family love their country love their history love their origins love their um heritage uh, and that's what they're celebrating and standing for just like any other culture gets to do um sadly the white people in america the traditionalists those who built this country those who have a uniquely american uh heritage traced from european ancestry they're the only ones not allowed to do this and so other than that contrast that the mainstream press lies about, these are some of the best people on the planet. Well, thank you for saying that, Sam. And, and that doesn't I down agree. any other race or any other people, by the way. So those of you who get that in your head, stop. We're not saying no, that. Ab absolutely. And I appreciate you saying what you said. It means a lot coming from you. But there's a reason I brought that up. The reason I brought that up was to preface what I'm about to say. So the people who follow me on Twitter are, by and large, the audience of this program, of course. And I put a poll up uh, when... Uh, Kabul fell, and uh, the war was was basically over. Uh, this twenty year occupation, whatever you want to call it, and and I I did a, a poll, a Twitter poll, and it was widely circulated. It was widely retweeted and widely liked, and so a lot of people got some eyeballs on this thing. And and there was hundreds of uh, of votes in this poll, and the question was which group is more morally upright. And according to my audience, the results were pretty staggering here. The choices were the United States government or the Taliban. And at a rate of 92.8%, the respondents answered that the Taliban was more moral than the United States government. And this gets back to your point. The point is that these people are not our friends, and the people who answered that poll understand that the Taliban are not allies, they're not compatible with Western Christian culture. But when compared to what we've got here, and this goes back to what you're talking about with the media's reaction to this. I saw a tweet and I had to go, you know, people can say the same things with totally different inferences. And I saw this tweet from um, a reporter and I had to go and see who this person was to see if he was looking at this favorably or uh, as some sort of a catastrophe. And uh, he wrote, and of course, in, in his eyes, this was supposed to be bad, but uh the Taliban has announced their political agenda for Afghanistan, and it includes the following things, Sam, and this goes to your point that you made at the top of this segment. Abortion is banned. Gay marriage is outlawed. A rejection of science, so writes this reporter. And what I'm sure he's talking about is, or what in their, what the context is, is they don't believe we came from monkeys. They don't believe uh, in this climate change. They don't believe in this uh, coronavirus narrative. 
Um, no separation of church and state and religion is taught in schools. Now, that is all things I can get 100% behind if you substitute Christianity for Islam. So I, I look at that, and, I, and, and, and this is why uh, you know, the people who responded to the poll responded in the way that they did. And, and yes, they, are, they were pumping in uh, that same sort of subversive ideology. Uh, a story from Reuters uh, was bragging just uh, a few weeks ago about how uh, Kabul University was now offering Afghanistan's first master's degree in gender and women's studies. Well, I'm pretty sure that class has now been canceled, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing for those people. Those people didn't want this Western uh, corrupt ideology. These people were uh, almost to a man and woman um, Muslims, and it was just it was just never going to happen. And uh, so again, I look at the fact that hey, this empire is not impervious. And uh, that unique cultures can exist and thrive. And you look at these people and uh, with basically they defeated the Afghanis, defeated uh, the Soviet attempt to install communism. And now they have defeated the United States attempt to install LGBT and BLM ideology. And, and you're talking about people armed with not much more than rifles did this. That, that, that's something to, to really ponder about. And it's not only something to ponder about. Let me be very clear. Let me take a step back so nobody misunderstands what we're saying. Because what they love to do is take what we say and just manipulate it till the cows come home and pervert our, our focus. We're not saying we agree with the Taliban in any way. We're not saying we agree with the Muslim religion uh, or the Muslim way of life in, 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 you know, in, in really in any way. Okay, We're not at all in, uh, attempting to put them in any way above uh, the United States or our beliefs in the supreme law of the land and the constitution and God, family and country and Christianity and everything else. We're not at all uh, upending that discussion. So don't get any Correct. psychotic ideas that we are because that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. It isn't true. However, we are smart enough, and I've highlighted this on Liberty Roundtable Live many a times, James, many a times. This is not about people. This is about principle. All right. And what we want to do is be on the right side of principle every single time for every discussion on the planet, because then we're not attacking individuals. We're not taking divisionary um, in divide and conquer tactics. We're simply uniting on principles that matter. And when the Muslims say we don't want our women perverted into feminazi, murdering their babies, free sex, free love, run around, do whatever you want. Ideologies ignore God. We agree with them. Not because we want to put women in burqas and only let you see their eyes, but because we fundamentally understand that, listen, God ordained man as males. God ordained women as females. And this reality check is God's law. And we stand with the truth of God's law on male and female. And we believe that God brought male and female together for complementary, not divisionary purposes. And we believe that women should be treated with respect and dignity and honor as daughters of God Almighty. No doubt about it. But we also believe that there's extremes. Extreme on one hand is turn every woman into a floozy. Turn every woman into a feminazi. All on the altar that she can do anything she wants to on, on the planet with her body. And who can ever tell her not to? Jettison all societal norms. We reject that extreme. We also reject the extreme that women need to be so covered up you can barely see their eyes. And, uh, you know, we need to... Uh, as some cultures do, uh, modify their feet so they can't walk around. Or, you know, there's all kinds of cultural manipulate their genitals and everything else kind of stuff that ex is extreme that we reject also. 
But let's be very clear. When we say we don't want the smut in our society, neither do the Muslims. They're right. When we say we don't want these divisionary tactics about gender bender views, they're right. Okay, so can we be smart enough to issue by issue, principle by principle, literally take things that are relevant and apply them appropriately and do so in a way that holds the moral high ground? And that's our attempt. When we get back, we'll have James respond to that. This is a significant topic in America because what's going to happen now with the Taliban rising and America failed? China is fixing to recommend and acknowledge and celebrate and acknowledge the Taliban. What happens then? A new world, folks, coming your way, I'll tell you right now. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Senate Foreign Relations Committee Chair Bob Menendez, the Democrat from New Jersey, said Tuesday he will hold hearings into the flawed U.S. troop withdrawal of Afghanistan. Mr. Menendez is one of three top Democrats who head Senate committees who vowed to investigate the Afghanistan exit debacle. The Texas Supreme Court ruled Tuesday evening the state's House Democrats can be arrested if they don't attend the state capitol due to their efforts to stop voting integrity legislation. The court has already blocked lower court orders in Travis and Harris counties protecting the Democrats. Tropical Storm Grace hit Haiti Monday into Tuesday, complicating rescue efforts following Saturday's earthquake that left nearly 2,000 people dead, over 10,000 injured, and tens of thousands homeless. The rapidly growing Caldor Fire in Northern California prompted mandatory evacuation orders overnight as it burnt homes in and around the El Dorado County town of Grizzly Flats. USA Radio News. Nielsen says more than 30 million Americans are now tuning in to Newsmax TV. It's one of the biggest media stories. Newsmax is available on all major cable systems. And if you cut the cord and don't get cable, you can still get Newsmax. Find it on your smart TVs like Samsung, LG, and more. Just go to your smart TV channel guide or download the free Newsmax app. Newsmax also streams free on Roku, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, or TiVo. And 7 million people have the Newsmax app on on their smartphone. It takes seconds to download it on your phone and there's no paywall or subscription. So watch Newsmax for breaking news anytime, anywhere. President Trump says Newsmax is really good and Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. Find out why tens of millions of Americans are watching Newsmax TV and going to Newsmax.com for breaking news. It's a source you can trust. Newsmax is real news for real people. The Pentagon reported Tuesday the main airport in Kabul, Afghanistan, had been secured by the 82nd Airborne and other military personnel. Exit flights are planned to continue through the end of the month as the Taliban has retaken the country from Afghan forces. John Clements from the Texas USA Radio News Bureau has more. The U.S. military has received assurances from the Taliban that they will not interfere with operations at the Kabul airport. Major General Hank Taylor, who is a senior official with the Pentagon, Joint Chiefs of Staff, said they're picking up the pace of the airlift. We predict that our best effort could look like 5,000 to 9,000 passengers departing per day. On the first day of the airlift, there was a breakdown of security as hundreds of Afghans tried to climb on a C-17 transport plane as it took off from Kabul. Video from the scene showed two people falling from the plane to their death, while another was later found dead in a wheel well. From the USA Radio News, Texas Bureau, I'm John Clemens. USA Radio News. 
All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, talking about the Taliban, China fixing to back the Taliban virtually, uh, acknowledging the Taliban uh, now that they've uh, taken over. That has serious world repercussions we'll get into in a second. But, James, I'm making the point that, you know, we can stand on principle. We can stand up for what's right. We can avoid these extremes. uh, And we can do so in um, fidelity to all that we hold dear, our heritage, our God, our family, our country, our American traditions, our way of life, our Constitution. We can stand on the national stage worldwide uh, with these sacred principles holding the light upon a hill of Christianity. And we can do so and agree with those whom we disagree with on occasion, when justified, based on principle, uh, but reject the extremes and reject the false narrative, uh, oftentimes, um, more often from those in our own, quote, spheres or homeland, uh, we can stand on principle every time, can't we? It, what you're hearing right now, Sam, let me let me put it into sharp focus. What people are hearing on this radio program right now, this discussion between me and you, it's called a grown-up conversation. Uh, this, what you hear now, this shrieking, uh, the Republicans say it's bad because the Democrats did it, um, and uh, the entire media is saying it's bad. Uh, it's not bad. You have to be able to look at this from a nuanced point of view. As as you said, the, the mistake was made in 2001 from us going over there to begin with. Uh, this is a part of the world that has been chewing up and spitting out empires uh, for as long as uh, history has been recorded, from Alexander to the Soviet Union. America was no different. And by the way, Gorbachev even said, hey, this was inevitable. I could have told you this was going to happen. But uh, we can look at this and we can say, I understand I understand why this happened, and let's talk about it, and uh, let's talk about it, uh, let's come together in reason, as our Lord instructs us to do, and and take a look at this and have a conversation about it. That doesn't mean that we're in support of the Taliban over the United States or whatever, but we could say, hey, you know, in some ways, they're more moral than, than, than we are. Uh, in fact, there was a a collection of headlines that w- that was put together under the banner that read a modern war story and here's here's some headlines from just uh, uh not too very long ago uh, this is all from uh, establishment organs the importance of a pride flag in Afghanistan thanks to the extraordinary progress on gay rights in the US military images are taking uh, shape in Afghanistan uh, that once could have never been imagined. It's talking about how great it is that you can see gay pl- uh, pride flags in Afghanistan. Another one. See what? Uh, and let me a- just stop you there. What a disgrace! What a shame! What a blight on America, the land of the free, the home of the Christian. What a shame! And that was the American military, by the way, that was bringing that in. Okay, and the American government uh, from the U.S. Embassy in Kabul. Uh, at U.S. Embassy Kabul, their official uh, blue checkmarked Twitter handle, it reads, uh, the month of June, this was just uh, two months ago, by the way, is recognized as LGBTI Pride Month. The United States respects the dignity and equality of blah, blah, blah. And it talks about how they're proud to have the gay pride flag flying at the embassy in Kabul, Afghanistan. Another one. Uh, talks about U.S. embassies worldwide now displaying the BLM flags and how that was flying in Afghanistan. And then the final, the final headline was from August 15th, uh, just three days ago, American flag taken down at U.S. embassy in Kabul. Well, again, these people didn't want any part of that. And who could blame them? Uh, I, I see there's been some videos that have come out since uh, the Taliban have uh, retaken, frankly, 
their country. <laughs> this is the country they wanted to rule Afghanistan, and Afghanistan wanted them to be to be the rulers. And uh, and to your point, I think even Joe Biden's press secretary said the other day, the Taliban needs to decide now what kind of leaders they want to be on the world stage. This thing is this thing is over, so we might as well come to grips about it and and and, and take a look at what this means going forward. But I'm seeing videos of Afghani's taking televisions and beating them with a sledgehammer. Hey, Americans should be doing that. But here's a poll, and this goes to show why this was a fool's errand uh, from uh, from Jump Street. A poll. The population of Afghanistan is 99.7% Muslim, okay? And a poll of, a Pew poll of Afghan Muslims found this. 99% want Sharia to be the law of the land. 85% want adulterers to be stoned. 81% want thieves' hands chopped off. 79% want apostates executed. So again, a lot of that seems radical to us, and it is, but well, it just goes do to we show. Want, hold on, do we want those things? No, we don't. Right. I mean, listen, I, I am not for, obviously, anything other than God-ordained marriage. I think I have more common ground on with this on some levels. I don't want our women to be perverted. I want the family structure to be perverted. They're coming at this from a, a Muslim point of view. I'm coming at it from a Christian point of view. But I think we both reject this secular liberalism that the United States has on offer. But no, so the, the stuff I just read, though, no, I mean, obviously, that that's a bridge too far for me. But it just goes to show how, again— Completely incompatible Western liberal democracy was for this part of the world. And uh, the only thing that propped up this uh, this whole experiment for so many years was the blood and treasure of the American people. Uh, this whole thing. And frankly, you know, Sam, what it was at the end of the day it was people like Dick Cheney getting rich. Uh, it was all about the money from 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 the beginning. Um, who would want what America has on offer but $2 trillion, $2 trillion, and 300,000 troops uh, that were supposedly working with the American occupation government over there and uh, or this puppet government that had been installed. I, I could tell you, and, and they caved within, what, like 10 hours? <laughs> it was all over. I mean, they didn't even fight. I don't even know if anybody, if there was even any, many shots fired. Uh, but with $2 trillion well, because, and 300,000 troops. Hold on, let's be clear. Let's be clear when you say they didn't fight. Fight for what? Right. I mean, look, the people who were going along. I don't mean to be strange about this, but fight for what? Fight for the gay and lesbian agenda? Fight for the perversion on gender? Fight for women to murder their babies? That's the the Western way of of dishonesty and immorality. Fight for what, James? Fight for their way of life and their belief systems? Fight for what what would they be fighting for? To be free? To be free like Americans, to be locked down in your house because you won't take a vaccination? That kind of free? To fight for what? Amen. See, this is the point. Sam, you nailed it right there. I think everything we've been stabbing at, I don't think we've been stabbing blindly. I think we've given a pretty pretty concise and, and, and succinct treatment here. But I, I think what you said just there goes to show that's right. Now, listen, obviously there were collaborators who enriched themselves by going along with the American plan. I think one of the... Uh, government leaders, you know, absconded in a helicopter with a suit, you know, with a helicopter full of cash. And so there were people like that who were going along with it so long as, you know, they were getting rich from it. But ultimately, even even they, I'm sure, in their hearts had a problem saying, hey, this is what's really good for, for our people. And so it just all fell like a like a house of cards. But with two trillion dollars and three hundred thousand troops, I could do a hell of a lot better than what I saw them doing. But you're right. I mean, they just didn't want it. 
And uh, the idea that a people could experience liberalism and democracy and then choose Sharia law anyway is so horrifying to Western liberals that they won't even consider it a possibility. They're just going to carry on, and this is what the media is doing, assuming that Afghans really want uh, this corrupt anti-religion liberal democracy no matter what but they don't and that's the truth and that's the that's the end of the that's the end of the that's the end of it all all right ladies and gentlemen so i say fight for what and i really want that to be in your mind because the sad part is when the mainstream press talks uh and you and i listen and think you know we think we're fighting for we think we're aligned in our goals Hey, we want women to be free to choose as they will. We want people to be able to vote. We want people to be able to worship Jesus Christ. We want people to be able to go to school and get educated. We want to, okay, all these things that you may take for granted, ladies and gentlemen, that you believe is, is worth fighting for, those things were not happening in that country anyway. Okay, it was a perverted agenda. It was the gay and lesbian agenda promoted and shoved down the throats of the people there. It wasn't a, we're going to learn about Christianity mode. It was no, we're going to learn about the United States Constitution and learn how to elect representatives uh, rejecting democracy and standing on a constitutional republic. It wasn't a discussion of checks and balances, a discussion about how to, how to hold government responsible and accountable for their actions uh, in a limited way that the United States does. None of those things were being discussed or implemented or on the table at all, James. Zero of them. And let me tell you how you know how unjust of a war it is. When we are running into other people's countries and other people's lands chasing a war, you know that it's got to be immoral. Why are we in their country, on their turf, their soil, there, fomenting our agenda in the first place? And that assumes that our agenda even is justified or moral or correct or right, which in, in reality we now see that it, it has not been over the last 20 years. Uh, but what makes us think that we can chase somebody into their own lands and have a just war? Go read your Bible. That never works out well, James. Never. <laughs> it's a great point, Sam. And again, uh, to, to assume as the American regime, the American system wanted us to assume that we did this all with goodness in our hearts and, and uh, we were just trying to bring them our way of life. But why would they want that? They don't want that. They didn't want that then. They don't want it now. And that's why they fell like ripe fruit back into the arms of the Taliban once the the, the uh, more heavily armed and heavily funded American occupation army uh, left. And it just it, it it was a matter of hours. It was just incredible uh, to watch. I mean, you really saw the the empire take a take a black eye. And uh, as we sit right now in the year 2021, the Taliban's reputation is ascending on the world stage while America's is uh, receding. Ladies and gentlemen, what a sad tale to tell. Liberty Roundtable live in seconds. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? 
please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things, and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Sam Bushman, James Edwards having a grown-up conversation, ladies and gentlemen, about the Taliban. China to now recognize the Taliban. The United States literally loses the moral high ground, ladies and gentlemen. We lost it when we went in. Don't be uh, fooled into thinking we just lost it now because of Joe. And we lost it when we go into these immoral, unjust wars in the first place, advocating for agendas that are contrary to Christian principles, ladies and gentlemen. And whenever you chase um, nations into their own lands uh, for a military conquest or a military agenda or takeover or whatever, you know that it's unjust. Why are we chasing them into their lands in the first place, ladies and gentlemen? Now, listen to this very carefully. I want you to really understand this. Now, National Security Advisor, guy's name is Jake Sullivan. He confirmed that the Taliban has seized a fair amount of U.S. military hardware and equipment in Afghanistan, adding that the United States is unsure where much of the military hardware is gone. Uh, Joe Biden's withdrawal from Afghanistan left literally billions of dollars worth of firearms, vehicles, Black Hawk helicopters, and other military equipment in the hands of the Taliban. Now, don't worry. It was intended to be used for the Afghan government there now, don't you know? Okay, this is just psychotic. And now we've armed them to the teeth. Now they've taken the helm. China recognizing the Taliban. You're going to see a different world, James. No, it's changing uh, before our very eyes. And I think that what you just read is probably, to me, the worst thing about it all is because I paid for all that hardware <laughs> you know, with the taxpayers. We paid for all that, not just to give it away. And uh, uh, so that that that's a shame. But uh, just to, to summarize everything we've been talking about this hour, that this whole thing, this media narrative that the withdrawal was botched. It wasn't botched. I mean, 
I, I guess it was in a way in, in terms of losing all of that uh, equipment, and it could have been done more orderly. But uh, it, it, it's better that it happened this way because otherwise the Pentagon would have just found an excuse to keep thousands of troops in Afghanistan forever like we do in Japan or in South Korea or in Germany. And the only thing that has happened here is that a corrupt government, and here, here's the thing, with zero legitimacy, which was always rotten to the core, has fallen. And make no mistake about it, ladies and gentlemen, this whole adventure into Afghanistan was done for one reason and one reason alone. It wasn't uh, because of 9-11. I mean, that was the excuse, of course. It wasn't because of of uh, bin Laden. It wasn't because of any of these things. It was to enrich the military-industrial complex. That's what it was for. That was the first reason, and that was the last reason. Now, what has been accomplished here? What do we see? Uh the political establishment is seething. The corporate media is seething. The neocons are seething. The Pentagon has been exposed as incompetent and learned nothing from Vietnam. The intelligence community has been exposed and humiliated. Uh, it's a huge blow to the American empire. Not the America that we know and love, ladies and gentlemen, but the regime. The regime, the corrupt government. And it's going to weaken it elsewhere, which is good. It's good for real Americans. And we're out of Afghanistan once and for all and for real. So what's not to like? The Taliban has seized control of the state television over there. The pride flag has been taken down. Women uh, 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 are going to not be uh, in, uh, uh, injected with uh, this corrupt and anti-family feminism that we have uh, here. And homosexuals are, uh, again, uh the homosexual lifestyle is again being frowned upon in Afghanistan. Mitch McConnell, though, Mitch McConnell, Ben Sass, Mitt Romney, they think we should be outraged by this and stay in Afghanistan forever to protect liberal democracy. It's, uh, it's their country, uh, not our country. It's their problem, not our problem. The Taliban represents Afghanistan, not the puppet government that the um, uh, United States have put in there. And I say this, Sam, uh, about people like Romney and McConnell and Sass, if they want to fight the war so bad, if they believe in it so much, they need to get over there. They should have been the ones over there. Why don't they get over there if they believe in the cause so much? Of course they don't. They don't believe in it. Uh, so I'm not sorry we're out of Afghanistan. I doubt the vast majority of the country is sorry we're out, uh, out of uh, Afghanistan. Certainly this was an issue, again, we've got to go back to that Trump ran on. Uh, that really separated him from the pack of uh, the Republicans. Up until Trump in 2016, every Republican was in favor of these globalist interventionists. That was one thing that the Democrats, for whatever reason, got right, uh, that the Republicans weren't getting right. And there's plenty of uh, reasons to be angry with Joe Biden, uh, but this isn't one of them. And let's be cl very clear about this. We're not happy we're out of the Taliban or out of Afghanistan in the sense that we left the vacuum and there's people in harm's way. Okay, let's be very clear about correct, that as correct, well. Correct, correct, The correct. way we left was a disaster, no question. Anybody in their right mind from attorney general, or I'm sorry, from military generals on down could have seen the, um, the way that Joe intended the extraction or the leaving to happen was a disaster. So I'm not, I'm not suggesting in any way that, although, that we although, went about Sam, that correctly. No, just very quickly, except for, I mean, again, who do you trust? Do you trust our media and the way they're presenting it, or do you trust what you're getting from other sources and uh, other media and other parts of the world? Allegedly, and I don't know if this is true or not true, uh, but allegedly the Taliban had tried to communicate 
and encourage the United States to take a slower withdrawal and to do it in a more orderly fashion. Now, again, I don't know if that's true or if that's not true, but it was the United States who basically just took their rocks and, and wanted as much upheaval as possible on the way out, and that the Taliban was actually asking them to, to do this in a more orderly withdrawals to, to sort of limit this. And I don't know exactly how much true upheaval there was. I mean, we've all seen the, the but, footage but here's of the people my take. falling it doesn't matter. America. It doesn't matter if the Taliban's right. It doesn't matter if we should have done it slower or faster. Here's the deal. In America, we believe no people should be left behind. And we left an absolute vacuum where all kinds of people are in jeopardy and everything else and propaganda is everywhere. Uh, and it's really hard to know who, what, when, where, why. So I'm not defending that, except I am saying that our execution to leave was wanting to say the least. Uh, the truth of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, we should have never been there in the first place. And nobody from hawkish to dove in the middle anywhere else is saying this but me. We should have had a humble foreign policy that Rand Paul and Ron Paul and many other true, honest, moral here, here. conservatives have. We should have had a George Washington-esque, the greatest general, in, in my opinion, ever known in America, in the history of the world, um, greatest tactician there to understand when to lose, when to run, when to fight, when to engage, when to... I mean, this guy was brilliant. He had a humble foreign policy that said, look, we don't need these foreign entanglements. We ought never be there in the first place. Let's lead by example. Let's lead by Christian principle. Let's turn to God Almighty, who will then, if we repent, heal our land and protect us. Let's trust in the arm of God, not in the arm of flesh. Let's not provoke nations. Let's not... And okay, this is the real message that needs to get out on this. And I don't care if you want to talk about some wacko general somewhere that's a hawkish, you know, Republican, whatever, or an extreme liberal Joe Biden that leaves a vacuum. Okay, all this is poppycock. The truth is in the fundamental policy that the United States should have that would be founding father-esque that separate Afghanistan for a quick second would get us out of about 130 plus nations militarily speaking now. When are we going to be the peace-loving light on a hill? And when are we going to decide we're not a warlike people? When are we going to decide we're rejecting the military-industrial complex funded by dishonest fake money? When are we going to stand up and call a spade a spade is what I would say, James. Do I need a little more mojo for the cause? <laughs> no, you've got it, Sam. You've got it all, and you've got it in spades. And it's like the, the great late American diplomat, Kenny Rogers used to say, "You got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them." But uh, that's a that's a lesson that the military-industrial complex, uh, you know, of course, hasn't learned uh, because of uh, for all the wrong reasons. We started this hour talking about the CNN journalist and uh, oh, well, they're shutting down death to America, but they're they're so nice about it. Uh, the journalists are saying that this is the worst thing. Oh, they're that super friendly, the James. Of Saigon, but they never bring friendly murderers to yeah, They're friendly. awesome. <laughs> But this same media is saying this is uh, the worst thing that has happened since the fall of Saigon. But they never bring up the fact that Saigon, or it's Ho Chi Minh City now, and Vietnam are doing fine. I mean, if you've actually watched uh, a, a video or some yeah, sort of the, documentary. It's the next mecca for, for industrial output, isn't it, James? It's incredible. You would never believe what Ho Chi Minh City looks like now. They never bring up that fact. The war which devastated Vietnam and which cost tens of thousands of American lives and which was led by technocrats, that was the real tragedy. The tragedy was being there, going there, just the same as Afghanistan. The same is true of Afghanistan. It was always a grift from the top to the bottom. It was a grift. And sure, there were massacres and reprisals after we left Vietnam, but that 
that's how these things always shake out after wars, which have gone on for decades. If you're a collaborator uh, with the invader, bad things happen. It's a, it's a shame. It's sad. Nobody likes to see that kind of stuff. But it, it, it is wars which create the bitterness and the displaced waves of refugees. The idea that we could transform Iraq or Afghanistan into the United States was always laughable. The American occupation was an unsustainable blip in the history of the region. The Pentagon and the so-called intelligence community spent decades lying to American presidents and the American people about their puppet government in Kabul, and it was always going to end this way. And ladies and gentlemen, when we talk about making Afghanistan into the United States or a, quote, Western democracy, first off, I reject Western democracy. Okay, we don't have a democracy in America. Go study your supreme law of the land. Go study our founding documents. Our founders warned repeatedly against democracy, first of all. Second thing you need to understand is if we want to help countries become like the United States, do you do it through conquer, through force, through war? Or do you do it through example, through leadership, through kindness, through love, through uh, free markets through, I can go on and on. We need to be the beacon on a hill if we really want nations to become like the United States and have the freedoms that we have. Leading by example is the key. Following the Prince of Peace is the answer. Uh, using the checks and balances that hold governments to account is the credit of solution. Okay, These opportunities are clear to see for all those who are willing to open their eyes, all those who are willing to have a sound mind and a firm hand on the truth. I say the truth, and, and the problem that I have is, you know what, all these whacked-out hawkish folks or dove folks or whatever else in our, quote, international policy landscape, it's all a big lie. Every one of those people have an agenda that betrays our Christian peaceful desires as a nation and as a people. Okay, every one of them betrays that. You can't tell me any justifiable reason we're there that doesn't betray that. Well, they're bad to their people. Yeah, well, you're bad to our people, too. You're trying to lock us down and lie to us about the coronavirus and, and make us believe in psychotic ideas that are not founded in science. And when we question the science, you call us terrorists. And if we really push and prove the science that you're wrong, you say, well, the science is evolving and changing. And then you lie, 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 and you lock us down and destroy us. Who's worse, the Taliban for making the women wear burqas? Or government like Anthony Fauci who says Sam's a terrorist and shouldn't ever leave his house? Yeah, Fauci's making our kids... Fauci is making our kids wear the equivalent of uh, the American burger, uh, burka to to um, to school. I'd prefer a burka to a diaper, though. <laughs> just just kind of saying. But but I look at this, James, and I go, look, these two are tied together unequivocally. So next hour, we're going to get into the lies, the propaganda via the coronavirus and the discussions that are happening now, because I see a parallel between liberty for the Taliban or the lack thereof or whatever you want to say freedom-based principles versus in our own land a different pretext for the same agenda of liberty versus tyranny let's compare them shall we you are listening to the one and only think tank known as liberty roundtable live i am sam bushman hard-hitting talk at your fingertips james edwards co-host with me for two hours his award-winning broadcast every saturday night thepoliticalcesspool.org check it out meantime we the people along with the grace of the almighty we can and will indeed restore our grand old republic. But folks, you got to get engaged. you got to get involved. Make it a great day and choose the right. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.
Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and James Edwards live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that was refused to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for August the 18th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. I'm telling you right now, News the Network refuse to use on tap whenever we're on the radio. Six days a week we broadcast live on the Sabbath. We rest as the good Lord instructs us to do. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic, ladies and gentlemen. James Edwards with me. Well-known talk show host in his own right, thepoliticalcesspool.org. His website, that's thepoliticalcesspool.org. Award-winning broadcast every Saturday night or weekly on demand at your fingertips. Now, last hour we discussed Afghanistan and the fiasco there. Afghanistan falls to the Taliban. Results in 20-year failure. Are you surprised? China to recognize the Taliban. Sadly, U.S. moral high ground completely gone as the u.s shows time and time again that its nation building policies are utter failures ladies and gentlemen we also talked about this national security advisor jake sullivan uh literally whacked out as all get out basically admitting that we've given all kinds of military hardware black hawk helicopters and everything else ladies and gentlemen literally now we've given it to the taliban we're just not Sure where it is. So let me get this right. I can't have a gun in America because I might not be safe with it, by golly. And if I happen to lose a gun, then I'm a criminal. But the FBI loses guns all the time. Operation Gunwalker um, sends guns south of the border and blames it on the American people. And then now we lose all kinds of military hardware, including Black Hawk helicopters, to the tunes of billions of dollars to the Afghan uh, Taliban. What will happen to the U.S. moral high ground under a scenario like that? China mocking the United States right now on the national stage. Um, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan whacked out admitting that. In my opinion, we should be trying war criminals in the United States um, for their abuses, for their waging of foreign, unjust, unconstitutional, immoral wars. And we should do it right away. Anyway, enough of that. But that's what happened last hour on the broadcast with Sam and James. This hour, I want to continue talking about the propaganda of the mainstream press and the lies uh, that we're being told. Because you know what? The principles, the topics are different in every region where the battle for liberty is waged in the world today. But the reality is the principles, the fundamentals are the same. It's tyranny, that's tyranny versus liberty, ladies and gentlemen. That's really what's going on. And the uh, all they got to do is change the details of the debate to make you believe that well, you're just on the cusp of winning. Oh, you're just on the, man, you're almost there. All you got to do is vote another vote. <laughs> Put another dollar into your favorite politician, bureaucrat, professional do-gooder. <laughs> and you're almost there, baby. You're all, It's a lie. It's an absolute <laughs> lie, ladies and gentlemen. So I want to talk about the propaganda in America that is becoming at an even greater feverish pitch the more they have to cover up their former lies the bigger the whoppers become let's start there james sam let me first say that uh i'm going to be covering the situation in afghanistan on my program this saturday night and i don't think i I, it would be impossible for me to do any better on saturday than what i think 
we just did together in the first hour. I'd like to bottle that up and play it again. But uh, last week on the show, uh, on the political cesspool, I had a very esteemed guest by the name of Dr. Jean-Francois Garriepe. And he is a biologist and a doctor of neuroscience, and he obtained his doctorate at the University of Montreal. He continued a postdoctorate career at a biomedical research at Duke University. He has been highly cited in medical journals and praised by some of the top biologists of our time, including those from Rutgers and uh, MIT. And so we had a very in-depth, informed discussion about COVID-19 and vaccines and recent events pertaining to the subject. I mean, we all, everybody in the world has opinions on COVID. And, uh, of course, uh, and I haven't covered it in depth in a while, probably since it, it, it first came out. I mean, we would offer some hot takes on some stuff going on in the news with regards to vaccines and mandates and maskings and the inconsistency of the of the message and all of these things. Uh, but we really had an in-depth, informed discussion, a lot of Q&A with this guy. So if people are interested in hearing some more about that uh, from a guy with those types of credentials in that particular field, uh, check out our archive but there was something you talked about uh, hold on check out the archive at the political cesspool.org ladies and gentlemen that's the yes, sir. Yes, political sir. cesspool.org go ahead sir if you don't mind i'd like to take a, a liberty or a privilege here uh, because we are such old friends i saw that carrie underwood was trending yesterday and and she was just being attacked, savagely attacked. Who's the Taliban? I mean, you know, freedom of speech, do we have it here? I mean, you can't offer a differing opinion without being completely uh, skewered and uh, run the risk of becoming a social pari- uh, pariah or losing your job. Well, what was uh, Carrie Underwood being so attacked for? Because she liked, she liked on Twitter, she liked uh, the following video from Matt Walsh. This is Matt Walsh, the, conter- uh, the conservative commentator, giving a speech to the Nashville school board. Uh, and he speaks out against the cruel and indefensible mask mandate. And by the way, it was Sam way good. Did you listen to it? I don't know if you've played it yet it on this program. It's about 90 I have not played long. it on the program, but it's way good, very well, well delivered. Well, I got it right here if you don't mind. Go. All right, here we go. Matt Walsh, I'm a community member in Nashville and a father of four. Um, You and the school board have decided that our kids should go to school all day, every day, wearing muzzles like rabid dogs. I have listened to your arguments, and I've noticed that they're missing a few things, namely evidence, data, science, common sense, and basic human decency. You presented no facts at all, uh, so let me do that now. Here they are. COVID poses almost no risk to our kids at all. 4.2 million children have tested positive for COVID. A total of 0.008% of them have died. What about the flu? The CDC estimates that 480 kids died from the flu in the 2018-2019 season. That's more than have died from COVID in a year and a half. Now, did anyone on this board suggest at any point that year that kids wear masks? Did anyone in this room suggest that at any point anyone wear masks for flu, which again is more dangerous to kids than COVID? That's a fact. Now, Do you know what it's called when you force your children to wear masks for fear of a virus that poses almost no threat to them? It's called child abuse. You want to look up a disease, look up Munchausen by proxy, because that's what this is. If you think I'm exaggerating, then how would you respond to a parent who forced his kid to wear a football helmet every day, all day, for fear of falling coconuts and meteors? Your kid is is almost as likely to die of COVID as he is from a rock from the sky. And yet, if you saw that, you would say to that parent that he is abusive, that he is forcing his kid to participate in this utterly insane charade in order to satisfy his delusional, psychotic hypochondria. Now, do any of you know what sort of psychological damage we do to children by forcing them to cover their faces, teaching them that the air is toxic, 
that everyone around them is sick? Have you wondered about the health effects of forcing kids to breathe through sweat and spit and dirt-soaked rags every single day? What about learning to read and they can't see the teacher enunciating the words? What does it do to a child's developing immune system if he has to wear a mask all day, every day? You're satisfied to place this burden on children anyway, and why? It's not to keep them safe, they are safe. It's not to keep the adults safe, they can all get vaccinated if they want. No, you do it to make yourselves feel better and to protect yourselves politically. The child's mask is a symbolic security blanket for you, not them. It's a disgrace and you should all be ashamed. Thank you for your time. All right, so, I mean, listen, there are different points of view on this. Who's more free, the people in Afghanistan or the people, or, or the people here, the people who would speak out and, and offer, a, uh, offer fact-based reason and evidence to support their claims, just as they've been shoved down our throats by the, by the narrative. But, see, here, here you have uh, a celebrity who just merely liked that commentary, and now uh, she's being unpersoned. And, and so, Sam, I think you, with certainly much more than me, have the, the credibility to, to weigh in on what you think going forward with regards to this debate, because, of course, it's, it's uh, uh, more closely affected you than it has me. Well, and we're going to talk about that in detail, James. Conservative writer, author, and commentator Matt Walsh, ladies and gentlemen, at a regional, at a recent, I'm sorry, Nashville school board school board gathering, issued a scathing rebuke of their policies. Uh, it's called child abuse. He pointed out, and I really want to highlight that a little bit here because I think he's really got a point about this. We don't have the science with us. And the problem that I want to get into about this is the propaganda is at an all-time high. And if we were starting to uh, 18 months, 20 months, 24 months, whatever you want to say, after the COVID, start to have some sanity, some common sense, some morality, some truth in science, then I would have a little bit of respect saying, hey, this kind of caught us all by surprise. People have gone off their rocker berserk, but now we're coming to our senses. But it's not. It's getting worse. It's getting more violent to your liberty, more violent to your family, to your children, more abusive to every one of us on this false science altar of deception. And I think Matt nailed it when he pointed out saying, look, this is for your political hides. This isn't for the children. That's a lie. And I think we really need to talk about this for a second. First, they said in the beginning, let's, you know, let, let's let's lock down for a week or uh, you know, 10 days, two weeks, because we've got to flatten the curve. Well, how flat is the curve, James? Can I just ask you that? <laughs> well, I don't know. By the way, the curves, curves aren't the, flat. The, the, if you study science, curves are not flat. <laughs> are we curving the the number of cases, the number of deaths? I mean, I you know the the, the narrative and the metrics and everything about this thing uh, is very fluid and it changes on the daily. All right, let me tell you the next thing they did, and this is a, really an attack against Donald Trump too. Donald Trump grand stood up there with Anthony Fauci, and they said, "Hey, you know what? We gotta we gotta take over the uh, resources of the United States. We gotta take over manufacturing, and we gotta make we gotta make ventilators. Everybody's gonna die if you don't get on a ventilator. You gotta make a gazillion ventilators." Let's come back and talk about this, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Sam Bushman and James Edwards on the one and only nationally syndicated Global Reach Liberty Roundtable Live Talk Show. Regrets? Oh, we're all gonna have them. Doesn't matter who you are, what you do. 
At some point, you're going to wish you'd done something differently. You know, the woulda, coulda, shouldas. But let me tell you a couple of things you'll never regret. You'll never regret spending extra time talking to your teenager. Trust me. You'll never regret answering your three-year-old's question about where the water in the bathtub comes from. And I've never seen anyone wish they hadn't sat in the kitchen laughing with their children and telling them goofy stories about when they were kids. Yeah, sure, we're all gonna have regrets, but talking too much with our kids won't be one of them. No matter what you talk about, love is what they'll hear. A thought from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Visit us at mormon.org. I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. As a teenager, I gave my first public speech in my church. My hand shook, my heart pounded. I thought to myself, I can't do this, but somehow I did. And because I wanted to talk about things that were important, I persisted. I chided my church as a senior in high school for not seeming to care about the not yet born, for looking the other way and for not taking a stand on life. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. One of the things America does not have is a good memory about what bureaucrats and politicians peddle. Uh, what about these um, ventilators? What happened to all the ventilators, James? Any idea? They've been put in storage. I, you know, I've seen uh, in, in, in some cases there was a hospital employee who said, hey, they're saying we're out of ventilators. And I, I'm sh I don't know what happened to this person. I don't even remember where it ha happened to be. But in this one instance, there was a hospital worker that said they're saying we're out of ventilators. And it had, uh, I don't know, several dozen ventilators that looked like in a storage room, you know, draped with with tarps over them. So uh, who, I don't know what's going on with that. But, but I, I do know this. Most of the people who get on the ventilators, that's that's the kiss of death. Well, no doubt, and that's why I'm kind of saying. So they were big on this. They literally took over the United States manufacturing. Okay, the U.S. has literally spent billions stockpiling ventilators. We sent ventilators around the world. Now nobody knows where they are. The U.S. has too many ventilators, writes the Washington Post. I go on and on and on and on. Now, that's fine. You say, hey, we wanted to gear up. We just didn't want to, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen. Okay, but now what about accountability for this? What about saying, well, we don't need all these ventilators. Let's go to the hospitals. They then said hospitals were full. By golly, I mean, hospitals are so overrun. What, New York, we got to go ahead and roll in a floating military hospital, don't we, James? Apparently. Okay, but so you know, I, I, I should say, I, I, Sam, if you don't mind, here in Memphis, just to give you a personal uh, local anecdote, uh, they uh, were going to have so many COVID cases 
that, uh, you know, the commercial appeal was our daily newspaper, and uh, it got bought out by USA Today, so now they don't really publish or write any local news. It's just basically the, the, the local mouthpiece of the USA Today with just a couple of uh, local bylines. Yeah, no more appeal, just propaganda. That's right. But the, the old commercial appeal building, when it was actually a local paper, a huge uh, complex was repurposed. And all this money, the, the city of Memphis and the Shelby County, which is where Memphis is located, repurposed all this money to uh, remake the commercial appeal, the old commercial appeal building, into an overflow hospital for, for COVID cases. And uh, they shut it down a few weeks ago because from March until March of 2020 until just a few weeks ago, not one patient ever went in there. And then they're saying at the same time, though, that you can't get into an emergency room. It's 100 percent capacity. Well, it can't be. It's either one or the other. It's either 100 percent capacity. All the ICU beds in the state are full or um there is no overflow because not one, according to the local, according to the commercial appeal itself, not one person ever checked into this hospital. So I, you know, I don't know. They so can't they, keep they. They took the hospital in New York. They created a floating hospital. They eventually took it down. They put up military-backed hospitals all across uh, Oregon and yep. Washington and and other places because by golly, it was going to be a meltdown. It never was. The ventilators were the um, machine mandated by government manufacturing, don't you know? Just literally take over the manufacturing in America, force companies to repurpose. Okay, and, and, and now here's the deal. They say because the Corona Delta variant is now out, uh, hospitals are overwhelmed again. So here's their headline. Hospital ICUs buckle under. These hospitals are buckling under because of the Delta surge, James. Now... Are there some hospitals that are overwhelmed? I'm sure there are, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Uh, is it that people need to go to the hospital? Well, that's where I'm going to start to push back hard. Because I got COVID. I got deathly ill, almost died. I literally went to the hospital twice, James. So it's real. But how real is it? And let me explain. Uh, they have this attitude, James, in the hospital now. If you're not vaxxed, there's no compassion for you. No vax, no compassion. And so when I went to the hospital, you know, the doctor, I, I'm telling him my lungs are a problem, da, da 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 He's like, well, I can give you some cough syrup. It's like, are you <laughs> kidding me right now? I can give you some cough syrup? No wonder I'm there for the second time, right? Uh, and, and so the problem is, is that we're not treating people in meaningful ways. We're not honest about what can keep people out of the hospitals, James. What we say is you got to do the vaccination. Uh, if you do the vaccination, you're going to be all good. Now, that is turning into being a lie as well. But I look at these hospitals and I go, they didn't give me anything to really help me much. They gave me some fluids to stabilize me. Uh, they sent me home. If I recommended my own medications, they would give me something a little bit stronger and better if I brought it up. So the doctor, after he recommended cough syrup, he's like, what would you recommend? I'm, I'm like, I need something a little more than that, I think, you know, sir. Uh, he's like, well, what would you recommend? Believe it or not, I got medical uh, family members who told me what to recommend. And so I'm, hey, I think I ought to get this. And the doctor's like, oh, that's a good idea. Sure, I can do that. Wow. But I'm literally giving the doctor ideas of what to do to help treat me for the COVID. And you tell me hospitals are full. Why did I go back twice? The answer is because the real solutions are not being even discussed. Frontline doctors are discussing them. There's good people, but every one of them is shunned ridiculed, mocked, sidelined, their careers ruined. Yeah. But the answer that, that, that made a turnaround for me is ivermectin. 
along with docycycline. So an antibiotic along with ivermectin, that made the big difference for me. But you know what? I fought for 21 days to even get that kind of a prescription. Okay, and people would say, well, Sam, you can do that yourself. Go down to the store and you can buy the horsey kind and, you know, whatever, mellow it down and, and figure out your weight and do all that. You know, I, can, I understand all that. I'm just telling you it's complex, folks. But if you do vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, ivermectin, and docycycline, and then you do a couple of little things to help your lungs clear out and everything else, you can get well from this and not need to go to the hospital. Sam. But nobody is talking about this. They're just telling me the hospitals are buckling under, buddy. Go get your vaccine, James. But why are they suppressing these real solutions? And that's where I say the propaganda is at an all-time high. My at wife an all-time would do, high. My wife would be doing backflips uh, right now if, if she had heard what you just said because that uh, regimen you just mentioned is exactly what uh, through months and months and months of, of reading every night what she came up with uh, should, uh, should it knock on our door. And uh, I, I think that uh, there's a lot of validity to that. But, gosh, a couple of things. Uh, number one, yes, uh, I'm reading an article right now. Doctors tell anti-vaxxers they're on their own. Well, we're not anti-vaccine. We're anti-mandate. And we believe in the freedom to choose what goes into our bodies and if it's good for us and if it makes sense. Now, again, we're not saying it doesn't exist. God knows that there is something out there that exists. And it, it afflicted our dear good friend Sam and, and put him in uh, for, for a real turn. So there is something out there that you would rather not have. And I think, though, you need to look into this. You need to read both sides. And I have read more articles trying to strong arm uh, people into getting vaccines than I can count. I have read both sides. I don't just read from the echo chamber. And this show that we did last week on, on COVID, did two hours on COVID last Saturday night, I think we looked at it from an objective uh, point of view. My parents, I talked to my mom about this. My mom is uh, not in good health. She's had a breathing condition for years due to a botched surgery for gallbladder, gallbladder surgery, and they flooded her lungs, bringing her out of anesthesia. She's been on oxygen ever since. So she has some comorbidities. She is older. She has breathing problems. If she got COVID, if she got it like Sam got it, I don't have any doubt in my mind that it would kill her. Uh, it would kill her along with the other afflictions that she already has. And so she asked me about this vaccine. And I said, for me, relatively healthy, 40 years old, I've read both sides of this. I am a little bit more concerned about the uncertainties of this vaccine than I am about the, the disease itself. But for you, maybe it does make sense. Maybe you want to think about it. You make up your own mind. This is what I told my own mother. But uh, there was a funny meme going around, uh, if you want to kill COVID, turn off the TV. Sam, this was on the NBC Nightly News. And again, we're not saying that this, uh, that this threat doesn't exist and that there's not this illness going around. Sam's had it. We all know people who have had it uh, to, to varying degrees of severity. But on NBC Nightly News, Sam, this is the point. I've got a lot more to say about this. We'll do it in the next segment. But NBC Nightly News, uh, there's a screenshot of this on a person's television that's been circulating on social media. NBC Nightly News reports from the Department of Homeland Security potential domestic terror threats. And at the top of the list is anyone who opposes COVID vaccines. Uh that is a national terrorism alert that the Department of Homeland Security sent out ahead of the 20th anniversary of 9-11. The biggest domestic terror threat, number one on the list of three, others include people who think that the election was fraudulent in 2020 and uh, if you observe religious holidays. Sam, I kid you not. I kid you not. That's one, two, three potential terror threats. Number one, opposition to vaccines. A terror threat? Ladies and gentlemen, this is what I'm talking about. 
Think about the Taliban last hour discussion. And in America now, what you have is the media in bed with government, the Biden administration, as illegitimate as it, I believe it to be already. Again, the, the, now that's why they want to call me a terrorist. But I look at this and I go, you're telling me that they want to say to me, Sam, if you don't believe in the vaccines, you're a terrorist. Now, let's be very clear. I agree with James. People can choose the vaccine if they want to. But I want to be left to my own determination of what I want to do and what I believe and why. The vaccines are not proven safe and effective. They're experimental. They're biological at this stage. And I don't believe they're safe or effective. We'll talk about that coming up as well. But they're taking this to an extreme tyrannical level, ladies and gentlemen. And that's the point on your radio. Pursuing liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Western officials have stepped up evacuation efforts in Kabul, Afghanistan, with over 2,200 diplomats and other civilians flown from Afghanistan on military flights Wednesday. The ones that will be hurt the most with the collapse of the Afghan government are the women. After experiencing freedom and liberty, are now being told by the Taliban the terrorist organization will honor women's rights provided they obey the framework of Islamic law. Communist China has sent warships to the Taiwan Strait on Tuesday. China has been holding assault drills involving warships and military jets near its border with Taiwan. Beijing claimed the drills came in response to unspecified provocations and external interference. United States health authorities are expected to recommend an extra dose of COVID-19 vaccine for most Americans. Health officials in the Biden administration will recommend that most people get a booster shot eight months after they complete their initial vaccination. USA Radio News. I'm looking forward to a play date with my granddaughter. <laughs> I can't wait to get together with my friends for a backyard barbecue. If you're 65 or older, you're starting to get back to doing things you love. Did you know even healthy adults 65 and older are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia? It's a potentially serious bacterial lung disease that can disrupt your life for weeks. Help protect yourself with the Prevnar 13 pneumococcal 13 valent conjugate vaccine, diphtheria CRM197 protein. Prevnar 13 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 13 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 13 does not protect against all strains of the disease. Ask your doctor or pharmacist today about Prevnar 13. Learn more at Prevnar13.com. Don't get Prevnar 13 if you have had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with a weakened immune system may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-866-694-9300 or visit Prevnar13.com. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki on Tuesday declined to guarantee all Americans and eligible refugees in Afghanistan will be flown out by the end of the month. Our focus right now is uh, undoing the work at hand and on the task at hand, and that is day by day, getting as many American citizens, as many SIV applicants, as many members of a vulnerable population who are eligible to be evacuated to the airport and out on planes. Uh, and we're going to do that in an expeditious fashion. That is the focus of the president, of our secretary of defense, of our secretary of, of state, uh, and everybody on our national security team. Uh, so that that is where we will keep our efforts. Commanders on the ground in Kabul have told associates the Taliban has a ring outside the airport and won't let anyone inside it. It looks like Tim Tebow's second NFL career has come to an end. The former football star who sought a return to the sport after a six-year hiatus was released by the Jacksonville Jaguars Tuesday morning. The team tried to move Tebow from quarterback to tight end. The 34-year-old responded to the team's decision in a series of tweets being thankful for the highs and even the lows. 
USA Radio News. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So they continue the propaganda. They told us we just got to flatten the curve a couple of weeks. Then they said hospitals are melting down and overwhelmed. Back in the day, we had all kinds of uh, citizen reporters taking photos showing that the hospitals were not overwhelmed. Now they may be overwhelmed a little bit more, but why? And the answer is because they're not giving people real, honest treatments. If you're not vaccinated, then you know what? You're on your own, they claim. No compassion for you. Whether it's vaccinated or not in the debate, the fact is people are getting sick and going to the hospital. But unless you provide ivermectin and docycycline, or unless you provide some of these other treatments that work, and there's several of them, hydroxychloroquine, many others that they mocked Donald's and said didn't work. But the fact is now behind the scenes, they're admitting they do work, ladies and gentlemen. But they're lying, folks. That's the problem. Now listen to this headline. Texas Governor Greg Abbott, who, by the way, is fully vaccinated, just so you know. He's an opponent of mandates, by the way, so he supports mandates. He will now, they say, be isolated in the governor's mansion while receiving medical treatment. Now, here's what's interesting. They say that he experienced, he's experiencing no symptoms, so he's kind of a vaccinated, asymptomatic uh, person at this point. Then why is he um, isolating, number one? I mean, he's safe and effective uh, as a, a vaxxed person. He should be free to move about the cabin, don't you know? Uh, but the other question is, why, if he's not experiencing any symptoms, as they say, is he receiving medical treatment, James? Do you receive medical treatment when you have no symptoms, or how stupid am I? Well, it's a good question, Sam, and it's hard, it's hard to know. Of course, the media is reveling in the fact that uh, somebody who uh, has advocated for the freedom James, of choice. James, if you have no symptoms, in... what can you treat, my friend? No, exactly. Well, it's, well, it's true, true. Uh, but, but this I'm is not the trying thing. to be belligerent or flippant here. I'm making a real point. If you don't have any symptoms, what are you treating? The media it loves the fact that he's got this, by the way, because he has been in favor of freedom of choice. Uh, you know, of course, we have the freedom to choose to 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 murder our own babies, but not whether or not we want to take a hastily produced and uh, you know vaccine from which we have no recourse uh, should things go badly. Uh, if if this has happened to a Democratic governor, it would have either been brushed under the rug or or or, or lamented. But the fact that he gets it, and uh, it's. Uh, you know, but he was fully vaxxed. So, I mean, I don't understand what the, you know, that should be the story. Not that this uh, this uh, guy who's in favor of freedom for the citizens of Texas has gotten it, uh, but rather that he was he was already fully vaxxed. So what's, what's the deal? And this is the thing that goes back to everything we're talking about is the inconsistency in message. You go back to, I, I'm reading one, two, three, four, five. I've got six different CDC uh, alerts right here that have been compiled since March of 2020. March of 2020, 15 days will slow the spread. We'll be good to go. In, Mar in uh, April of 2020, masks don't work, so say the CDC. In May of 2020, doctors need the masks, not you. I remember even the Surgeon General of the United States saying masks will not protect you. The doctors need them. In June of 2020, it was the masks protect you and everyone else. We all have to wear a mask. February of this year, the vaccinated don't have to mask. July of this year. We have to mask up regardless of vaccination. And now, of course, the media can't understand why 
they're not trusted and why people are skeptical with regards to the draconian uh, retributions that are coming from anybody who would even question whether or not this this mandated vaccine or what is quickly becoming a mandated vaccine is is what's right for them and their family. Now, they want you to believe, James, that these breakthrough cases, if you've been vaccinated, but yet you get the corona, are very rare indeed. But I guess my response is it's so rare that it happened to the governor. Well, what they're saying, Sam, what they're saying is originally it was if you get a vaccine, you're good to go. And now it's like, well, of course, <laughs> of course, you can still get it. Uh, you, you probably will still get it, even if you're if fully vaxxed. And you can even spread it to others as a fully vaccinated person. Uh, but it just won't be as severe. Yeah, that, 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 that narrative has changed but, but hold on. within the last hold few on. weeks. Where's the science that says it won't be as severe? We don't know that either. Because if Greg yep. Abbott doesn't have any symptoms but he's getting treated, how severe is his? <laughs> uh, you well, know, even, well, this goes back to the smart, question, right? It goes back to the question of are even the tests accurate? And there's been a lot of question about that. All right. This is insane. Now they're pushing for boosters. So if we want to talk about safe and effective vaccines, well, is it safe when Greg Abbott gets a vaccine and then he gets infected? And he may be infecting others? Is that safe? The next question is, would the vaccine be considered effective if he got the coronavirus after the vaccine and he might be spreading it to others so he's got to isolate? Of course, he doesn't have any symptoms that are being treated, just so you know. All right, but now listen. Now the U.S. is supposedly going to recommend booster shots. For Americans, after eight months, the Biden administration in a complete reversal. Um, it's an about face for the federal government saying, hey, you know what? We need these boosters. So let me ask you a question. If you take a vaccine, uh, then you got to have a second one. And then we say, you know what? Uh, you know, it really falls off the, the immunity for this thing. Uh, then you got to kind of ask yourself the question, how effective are we talking about, James? We're on booster three. Uh, what if that's not effective? What if we got to go to booster four? What if, and every one of these, uh, you know, vaccines right now are experimental. They're not proven safe and effective. They're experimental under emergency use status. And they're well, literally talking about boosters already? Yeah, eight months in, and you're already having to get a booster to keep the efficacy up of these vaccines. And, and it, it really does sound a little bit like Afghanistan. What was Afghanistan about? Enriching the uh, military-industrial complex. What is this about? Enriching the pharmaceutical companies? Maybe you don't think that these multi-billion, trillion-dollar uh, uh, companies are lobbying uh, politicians to do their bidding. Uh, and, and of course, a lot of it comes down to, and this is what the doctor that I had on last week said, he said, listen, it's not trickling all the way down to your local uh, alderman or your county, uh, your county uh, government, but uh, it's, a, 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 it's, it's the same thing with every other issue that you could imagine. It's monkey see, monkey do. People do uh, what, uh, what other people are doing, and whatever the, the, the majority of people are doing, that's what's going to trickle down, and there, there, there is something to that. Uh, but I, I had sent you this article, Sam, a shockingly well-reasoned and objective take on vaccines. I can't even believe that something so sensible was published by Newsweek and this is something that has to be remembered. Newsweek allowed this article to be written, and the woman who by wrote the way, the article was written by Suri Kinsberger, right? Yes, and the title of the article is, and I've got it right uh, here. No, nope, the, the unvaccinated aren't selfish or ignorant. Yes, and here was her reasoning, and and basically just to to boil it down, to pare it down. 
Uh, she writes, we have simply been paying attention to the mixed messages, the hypocrisy, the changing standards, the censoring of counter evidence. And this goes back to the doctors, by the way, Sam, that you mentioned a moment ago. There was a doctor in Indiana who appeared before a school board as well. We listened to the Matt Walsh uh, take earlier. Of course, he's not a doctor, but there was a doctor who appeared in front of a school board in Indiana. And he is basically lost it all, uh, you know, uh, uh, socially speaking and medically speaking. Uh, but this this woman writes that uh, we have not been convinced this is something we need to do for our own good or that of our communities or country, countries. She talks about the doctors that have been censored. She talks about how much this has been politicized. And I'll just read two quick paragraphs here. Along with the mixed messages is the obvious role that politics has played in the COVID-19 policy. First, we had Kamala Harris saying she wouldn't trust a vaccine produced by President Trump, but then doing an about-face. There was the way that the Democratic politicians and even the CDC ex- itself justified Black Lives Matter protests during the lockdown while criticizing Trump rallies as super-spreader events. Uh, most recently, former President Obama hosted a huge maskless birthday party in the midst of renewed mask mandates and concern over the spread of infection. The insist- and then listen to this. In, in addition to this, when Obama had his birthday party then, uh, outbreaks of the corona started happening. Uh, and they said, oh, well, it's too early to blame it on his event. Right. Well, and that goes back to what we saw last year with Black Lives Matter. That was fine. A Trump rally, though, when Trump was campaigning, that was a super spreader event. Same thing, you know, large number of people, some mass, some not. One was uh, it could spread at one, but not the other. So these inconsistent policies and public responses, the repeated do as I say, not as I do from those pushing restrictions has led many like me, the author writes for Newsweek, to skepticism of any government issued guidance. And you're not stupid for thinking that adding bribes, mandates and censorship to the mix has only served to heighten that sense of mistrust perhaps most unnerving she concludes has been seeing experts who question and warn she's talking about doctors here about adverts reactions to the vaccine being censored or blacklisted why censor the adverse effects why not publicize them so we can make informed decisions and it goes back to the thing sam i mean the same medical and scientific so-called scientific cabal that says there are an infinite number of genders and that penises and vaginas are social constructs. They're the ones telling you that you got to get a vaccine. You are right to question it. I'm not saying it's wrong or right. I'm saying question it, think for yourself, make your own decision. That's all we're saying here. And we are saying transparency is key and honor honor in the the discussion uh, is critical. Okay, they're lying to you and any dissenter is being railroaded into oblivion. And uh, you know what? While we're supposedly saying we got to free America or free the uh, Afghanis from the Taliban... We got to free Americans from the big pharma dishonesty lies and the media in bed with them, teaming up with government and Anthony Fauci. We need we need um, war criminal trials against people like Fauci, ladies and gentlemen. Hang tight because there's a whole lot more where this came from. Final segment in seconds. Liberty Roundtable live. parent is receiving a faith-based character focused education for your children difficult to find do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center where heritage and responsibility instill character for over 40 years american heritage school has been educating both hearts and minds bringing out academic excellence this is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living god are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. 
it will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Newsweek of all places, uh, believe it or not, we're starting to see kind of a a crack in the mainstream press narrative about anybody who disagrees uh, or terrorists with regards to vaccines and the narrative of the mainstream. People are starting to kind of go, wait a minute, you know, even very liberal people are going, hold the heck on. This is out of control. Um, No, the unvaccinated are not selfish and ignorant. Here's why I'm not vaxxed. It's an opinion piece written Newsweek by Suri Kinsberger. Uh, doing a great job articulating her beliefs and what she says really in a nutshell james is hey you know what there's no real evidence it's a risk reward analysis and there's not enough evidence to justify me taking the vaccinations i get that some might and some need to and all that but they have not made the case scientifically morally or otherwise and with these experimental vaccines everyone's got to analyze this risk reward analysis and why should we be shunning anybody who disagrees with the mainstream narrative she even calls this out blatantly james she does and uh, i was reading from uh, some of the meat of the article in the previous segment and she talks about the political hypocrisies the how it's been so politicized and and why and the inconsistencies in the messaging and the ever-changing narrative and it just leads people to have questions and if they could be so wrong about things like hey it can spread at a trump rally but not at a black lives matter protest and are we really going to listen to the same people who say hey there's infinite genders out there it's not just male and female this is the same medical scientific cabal uh, that's telling us that we have to get vaxxed and well and i'll just read another quick uh, two paragraphs from this article she writes i'm not vaccinated against covid 19 the decision wasn't a drastic one I thought of it as a personal decision that every person should make in consultation with a trusted health professional, which is what I did. It didn't occur to me that this decision, by the way, which is what I have done. And, and, and again, I mean, Sam, you've got a lot more street cred to talk about this than, than people who may not have gone through it uh, to the extent that you did. And so I think people should very much listen to Sam Bushman. If it was so such the an answer event, is then- choose as you will on vaccines, but I want transparent information and I choose not to get them. And I expect you to respect my decision as I do yours. Very. And, clear. and she writes, it never occurred to me that a private decision uh, with with my doctor 
would merit justification to others. And she goes on to say that in explaining my decision now, my hope is to not convince people to change their minds about vaccination in one way or another, but to help others understand why some may choose differently than them. And she goes on and gives the reasoning, and she wraps it up, and we talked a little bit about this in the last segment, but she wraps it up by writing, the mandates, bribes, social pressure, censorship, and ever-changing policies that don't present clear scientific rationale need to stop. But at least a- the doctor should- Amen to that, James. Well, this is all we're saying here. And uh, so, again, that's why I, I found that and we infused it into my program last Saturday where this was the, uh, uh, the, the big issue of the, the theme of the night. In, in, in her last sentence reads, uh, but at least the doctor-patient relationship should be prioritized in the meantime so that we as individuals can make informed decisions for ourselves, enabling us all to emerge sooner rather than later from the seemingly never-ending crisis. Now, uh, she's writing there that you, you talk to your doctor and you make a decision. So people are probably going to think, well, if you talk to a doctor, every doctor is going to tell you to get the vaccine. But that's not true. Yes, I think there is, as we said, a lot of monkey see, monkey do-ism going on in this and in every other field and on this and in every other issue. Uh, so I think a lot of the doctors who maybe have not looked into it themselves are going to just say, hey, yeah, this is what the CDC says, this is what the government says, this is what other doctors are doing. Yeah, you can you know, go, go do this. But there are a lot of doctors who have dissenting opinions, and we use this uh, one case in Indiana, and I've got that article here too. It uh, it's uh, the it's from the Indy Star, which is like the Commercial Appeal, another local paper that's been bought up by the USA Today. It's like the the Florida Today that that had the article on the CSPOA a few weeks ago, Sam. It's all the like the local arm of the USA Today. Uh, but the uh, this is certainly not a, an objective piece like the Newsweek one was. Uh, but it, uh, it it reads, an Indiana doctor's COVID comments went viral, and they're full of misinformation. Well, it's mis- misinformation, of course, if you don't agree with the uh, with the uh, the ever-changing narrative of Lord Falchi and, and the CDC. We just gave you, in the last segment, what, seven or eight contradictory uh, alerts from the CDC over the course of the last few months? Okay, so you're saying, hey, and this is what the news piece was saying, the Newsweek piece was saying, we notice these inconsistencies and we have questions and we're just not sure if we can believe what we're hearing. And there are other doctors like this doctor, Dr. Dan Stock, who addressed and they even said he looked and sounded the part. He was well dressed, well spoken, credentialed and explained complicated medical terms with ease. So even the layperson could understand what he was saying. There was only one problem. Everything he said was a lie. Well, it's a lie because he doesn't parrot what Fauci's saying because he actually looked into this himself and came and to a different And it's a lie because he comes to a different scientific conclusion. See, that's the reality that we're facing, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Pierre Corey and others have testified before Congress about the solutions of ivermectin and many others. And why are we telling everybody the hospitals are full? Go get the vaccine, but we're not giving people sound solutions and ways to stay out of the hospital, ladies and gentlemen. Why? Because they have a propaganda agenda to promote the booster shots for filthy lucre. Because they want to use this uh, as the faux Taliban in America. Uh, I'm telling you right now, the vaccine-forced crowd has become the Taliban in America, forcing every one of us to go along or become a terrorist uh, on our own right, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, they now say you'll need to mask up on U.S. planes until 2022. Why? Because they extended... The mandate, it was expected to expire September the 13th, but they've now extended it into 2022, so you're going to be forced to wear a mask, despite that debated science till the cows come home. But it gets worse, ladies and gentlemen. Listen carefully to this. No one should be forced to get these shots. 
This is your decision and your decision alone. Now, I don't know if you know, but CNN's Don Lemon, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, and former Homeland Security Obama Assistant Secretary Gillette Kayum, I guess they had an article published in The Atlantic, and they talked about this vaccine mandate stuff. Listen carefully. Um, the uh, rag is owned by, L- 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 what's her name, Lorraine Powell Jobs, the widow of Apple founder Steve Jobs. Okay, that's who, you know, the likes of people we're talking about here. But they have blatantly said and publicly stated that those who refuse the shots should be fired and lose all income, health benefits, and retirement, banned from grocery stores. Refused restaurant, dining, shopping, entertainment, gyms, etc. Expelled from schools. Placed on a no-fly list. And even prohibited from outdoor gatherings. Ladies and gentlemen, think about that for a minute. All right? Now, Matt Staver and others have been working with airline people, thousands of them, who do not want to take the shots. All right? Now, think about that for a minute. And you say to me, well, Sam, what about the evidence? Well, the SARS, I'm sorry, the VARS, uh, VARS database reports among the 545,000, so half a million, total reactions as of July 30th. There have been over 12,300 deaths, 5,000 heart attacks. 23,000 severe allergic reactions, 7,000 plus cases of shingles, 14,000 permanent disabilities, and much more. And this is the VARS reported database where they say most likely only about 1% of adverse reactions are even reported, ladies and gentlemen. Now, then they say, you know what? You got to have this vaccine. If you don't, you're literally a terrorist. But ladies and gentlemen, we need to spread the word about walkout Wednesdays as well. Do you know what this is, James? I have not heard that. All right. Please spread the word about walkout Wednesdays, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the deal. Matt Staver of Liberty Council and other Christian organizations are getting together now and saying, hey, you should not be forced on this vaccine thing. You can say that they're safe and effective, but there's no evidence. It's a lie and it's not proven at all. In fact, the VARS database proves the contrary. But no one should be forced to get these shots. This should be a transparent discussion and the decision to be made on your own and or with your physician. But please spread the word about Walkout Wednesday. Visit walkoutwednesday.net to learn more. And what it is you ask, ladies and gentlemen, Walkout Wednesdays says this. You know what, James? We, um, whether you agree with the vaccine or not, whether you want the vaccine or not, let's agree that people should have their choice. And Walkout Wednesday says we're going to walk out of our jobs at lunch on Wednesday or our schools at lunch. So we're not, you know, disrupting. And we're going to walk out and make a statement, which is a solidarity statement of this. Whether you're for the vaccines or not isn't the point. People should have their choice to choose as they will. And we should not have government and or, quote, the private sector forcing this on the American people. Whether your job be at stake, whether your school um, position, going to school be at stake, no matter what, we need to walk out Wednesday to highlight this reality and stand together and say, listen, the force has got to stop. Walkoutwednesday.net. The forcing of this has got to stop. No matter which side of the debate you're on, let's stand together and say, look, the force has 
gotta stop and walk out Wednesday as an effort to highlight this reality, James. Uh, that it's it's uh, it's a good initiative, uh, and it's interesting to see the manipulative tactics that. Uh, businesses and even the government are, are doing to twist the hands of, of people to get vaccinated uh listener of my program a supporter of my program who is a retired army it got a letter from the va and it begins by reading thank you for your service to our nation your commitment to our country's long legacy of service has protected us and our nation owes you a debt of gratitude we can never repay but we must ask you to once again volunteer to serve COVID-19 has affected all of us and it just goes on to saying hey you you fought for this country we really need you to stand up now and fight again if you're not getting COVID you're not doing your job you're not doing your duty and and it, it goes on to say hey you can sign up now of course it's being mandated for active uh, military uh, but it, it's just all of this stuff I mean I've never seen anything like it. it's like Matt uh, Matt Walsh said well they don't do this for the flu the flu's killed more kids than than COVID um uh, they don't do this for any of the other, uh, the uh, the other uh, illnesses that that have been uh, eradicated, but uh, or or not a serious threat to begin with. So no, it's it's a crazy world out there. The end game of it. Uh, this was something that was mentioned on my program last week. There's a dozen different reasons why they're doing this. I don't know if there's one silver bullet, but I'll tell you this, Sam. I've been appearing on this show for. I, well over a decade, I think, as your guest, and it's always my honor. I don't know if we've ever had two hours that I've enjoyed this much. I mean, we we laid it all out there. Ladies and gentlemen, transparency is what matters. And you think the Taliban and the experiences there for tyranny versus the war that's gone on for 20 years that the Americans failed at and what's happening at home with coronavirus or vaccines or mandates or masks or whether it be climate change will be the next, you know, hoop they'll jump through the battle is in the hearts and minds of people worldwide for the sacred cause of liberty will we double down in our heritage and turn to god almighty and have liberty or will we turn to the hand of government which the hand that feeds you can also make you starve and will you turn to government or god ladies and gentlemen is the real quintessential discussion for us as god-fearing americans who believe in our country we believe in nationalism we believe in the being on a hill. We believe in our godly European heritage. We don't mean to down any other race, but we do mean to thank God for who we are, who we can become under his guidance. Ladies and gentlemen, let's be very clear about who we are and what we stand for, because if you don't, you're going to lose it. I'm telling you right now. Two hours in the can. James Edwards with me. ThePoliticalCesspool.org for his award-winning talk show every Saturday night. And on demand at your fingertips, spread the word. And for Sam Bushman and James Edwards, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.